Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this world. I'm your podcast host of Talk Architecture. And this episode is a proposal for an architecture course design curriculum. Let me just say that the most popular uh, podcast episode in Talk Architecture was published in 2020, yeah. Um, The first one, which was called Design Process in Architecture School Curriculum, Part 1. So, three years down the road, I'm looking at all that has been said, all that has been observed in the many interviews that we've done in this platform and also in other social media platforms and face-to-face as well. So I would like to do one for about half an hour on a new proposal for an architecture course design curriculum. And this is what I have to offer in terms of digesting everything and interpreting what is needed that for the design process in the architecture studio, in the first episode, I talked about a cyclical uh, process rather than a linear process. And I talked about four of the stages with the beginning the design brief given or developed by the designer deals with the site visit analysis and researching the programs. And then the second stage, focusing on starting the proper design process and always a challenge for the student to interpret the brief where it is about site planning, design strategies and schematic design. The third stage, when dealing with the design development, the student needs to deal with the detailed design and special studies. Of course, the special studies is closely linked to the design thesis. So this process that I'm talking about is the fifth year design thesis design process, but which can be applicable to any year. So finally, um, Okay, there's three stages, really. Um, At the end, you're defending your design thesis, really, uh, with uh, crits or interim crits in the final presentation and final crit. So, yes, of course, that's the final stage, but it is not really a linear process because the whole process can be felt through the interim and then you repeat the process if there's lack of information and lack of interpretation or you need to go back to the site obviously hence able to visit the site is a good thing having the site nearer to where you are doing your course is a good thing as always something that you can pick up 
which you left off earlier. Now, in this context of the design process, we will venture to the new proposal for an architecture course design curriculum. The problem with looking at the review of the curriculum is that you tend to not want to fiddle with it too much, banking on when you first started in the first curriculum that you did for the university, and then you'd not really want to change much because that would entail a lot of uh, resubmissions or reapplication with the with the uh, accreditation body or with the university or with the education ministry. So you tend to just tweak it rather than you change it wholesale or look at it philosophically, which is a dangerous thing, actually. Time passed and the curriculum was devised like how many years ago? 30 years ago and then... Not much has changed since then, just tweaking it. So, is that a good thing? I think that it's not a good thing because of the 30 years um, period where in the world things are changing. But you don't be reactive like there is new technology, computerization, uh the fast developing uh digital application that's out there and the in terms of learning the students of architecture will just pick up these things but you really as the designer of the curriculum you need to look at how this had affected uh students and architects in the, pres- in the present or the current situation of architectural education and practice. So doing a, an ongoing research and trying to be, to catch things out could be more reactive rather than uh, looking at the bigger picture of what has transpired, what has changed. So you need to have that eye. You need to have maybe a group of people or individuals who are keeping an eye on the bigger changes, the bigger picture. I mean, AI suddenly comes and everything, everything you react to AI suddenly. Um, then, you know, is reactive. You need to be proactive. That's the opposite of reactive. Being proactive meaning being discerning and critical in a bigger picture and looking at the fundamentals of the architecture training course. I propose in a recent publication of broad-based Uh, outlook or broad-based education for the uh, architecture design curriculum, especially the first degree. When the student came out of foundation course, embarking on an architecture course, the arts and humanities 
basis that architecture has always been need to be looked at again, need to be the basis of the broad-based education system. It is something to do with sight and context. Context is to do with people. And architecture has a lot to do with sight, not necessarily boundaries or parcels of land. Architecture has to do with sight. And sight could be so many things. And context could be, could be so many things. Could, it could be a position to study about the whole country or the or global impact of anything, any topic. So really, arts and humanities being very relevant to the creative uh, professions. And architecture is a creative profession. Architecture is crying out to be that creative profession and not a science-based profession or an engineering-based profession. We went about discussing the difference between architecture and engineering and medicine and how those other two professions need uh, specialized professions. And the only thing in architecture that is specialized is design and architecture design specifically. But when you take architecture out of design, then you have design, and you have art, and you have all these definitions of what is design. It could be graphic design, or it could be fine arts. So that's why the creative disciplines are, are nested in arts and humanities, and not science or social science. That will come later in the specialization courses in the second degree. So when we look at the first degree, the first three years, and then the graduates go out into industries, creative industries, all their um, learning experience in the first degree uh, enough in order for them to be confident enough in skills and knowledge to pursue anything in the creative industries. So the agenda here is that the architecture student who graduated from the broad-based first degree education could be an interior designer eventually, could be a graphic designer, a researcher in creative industries, a filmmaker, or even an artist. There are many other professions that one could could uh, spring forth from a good first degree education. Obviously, the other one is going into a master of architecture course, which is a second degree, or whatever you call it, um, other than master of architecture, to specialize in being an architect later. So the way we design the first degree needs to have that sense, that philosophical uh, sense or the education philosophy that we're having a curriculum, studio-based curriculum as well, that could assist the student to be much more confident in being other than an architect. Now, enough, enough um, 
in that curriculum for the the person who's going to be an architect enough in a way that the experience gave them the confidence to go out of course some of them go out and work in an architecture company and then they will specialize something maybe in a construction industry a project management or do a second degree or a master's degree in business or construction management or conservation there's a lot of that going on or even urban design so they could go to a, the usual degree that's one expected if one is to be an architect that is a master of architecture and continue doing housing office projects design thesis and so on that's something else but focusing on a new proposal for an architecture course design curriculum here in this discussion so what happens in the first degree is that i mean i'm not looking into the curriculum that i'm used to i'm not going to think about that curriculum i'm thinking about the graduate and how that that graduate can be confident a lot of workshops a lot of interaction a lot of defense of their design their creativity a lot of creative expressions and less curbing uh of these tendencies of creative expression creative expressions could be anything from music composing music comp- uh, designing uh graphic art or f- drawing or painting fine art base uh making films and videos um cooking and other compositional things like creative writing so creative expressions the students are able to to actually find themselves through their creative expressions and the usual way of education to assist them in visualizing what their goals and dreams are during the first degree that when the students are confident of their purpose in life during that first degree i mean they can change their purpose in life it's just the way that the training needs to be more philosophical more there's more debate discourse and understanding about the world that will make them confident of themselves that okay i can go out there in front of everybody and talk about a topic which i love and i can gain confidence from that because it's something i own i could see that i am the the person who determined my own destiny not someone else so this fresh outlook to look at the first degree is necessary now than ever you'd want people who can because there's a lot of stuff out there to learn and many young people in their 20s 21 22 23 need guidance in terms of helping them to they themselves to make their own decisions so how can you form a curriculum in all aspects of it i mean traditionally i mean i have been studying it since the 1980s and i know not much well some has changed but the traditional way of looking at architecture obviously is how to assemble and disassemble don't forget about the disassemble assemble together the different elements to make a building there are many material out there that we can use 
hybrid or composite. We used to call it composite materials. Composite of timber and steel or brick and steel. There, but basically we learned about bricks and concrete and steel and uh, wet and dry construction in the first degree. But the way we look at the how materials and construction, um, this is quite traditional in the current situation. It is still learning those things. People say, oh, the good old days that we construct uh, practically things. Why don't we bring that back? That is relevant because it is uh, um, in... Bloom's taxonomy, for example, the psychomotor skill and the cognitive skills come together in the highest level when we actually construct, when we actually create these things. It doesn't matter if a filmmaker wannabe or a fine art or graphic designer built stuff when they were in the first degree of architecture, you know, um, may it be one is to 10 models or even one is to one real model. You know, one of the most uh, perceptive and important programs that I saw was the building of a pavilion or wakaf done by UTM in those days. And another thing is the observation and um, uh, logging, uh, a practical uh, site visit uh, observation that we did for PET project, which runs about a couple of months Um going to site and observing the construction process uh, and recording and de- documenting them yeah, through the logbook or through the practical training book. There are uh, projects that I remembered that were very good in terms of um, also group work. Uh, in the place that I worked at, we had this furniture design as a group work project where they had to go to the workshop, the woodworking workshop, and construct something together, understanding the way the material works. And um, uh, other than that, there was cu- making a kite, and, fl- and the test is to be able to make the kite fly, or creating a shelter, and the test is able to be, regardless of what happened that night, camp it out, camping out, if it's raining, your shelter that you create able to be uh, upright and you're able to sleep in it. There are things like that, you know, practical things that could be the context of it is like a homeless shelter, you know, then you will understand about homelessness if you want, or just relating to yourself that you need to camp out in the night, very simple one. And then the sense material and construction sense or the imbued or People get a sense of what material is. After three years, you have all those projects, maybe individual projects or group projects, the sense of material construction and structure of how some projects uh, could work because you thought about the structural design. So, and then environmental science and uh, climate design or sustainable design, many case study visits of uh, prototypes, uh, which in the past had been uh, based on principles of envi- environmental design that is doesn't need to use uh, uh, 
upper tech tech not uh, much uh, equipment like air conditioning. You know, in a tropical country, how do you um, create environmentally friendly and conducive design with enough comfort based on the architecture that you make? So you can visit case studies of traditional houses, shop houses, um, or other prototypes that have this characteristics, or even modern houses that dealt with this characteristics, and and it could be done in a project. Now, when you look at the curriculum in a way to see the philosophy philosophy of architecture and the creative arts, to come out of it, the art, just as somebody interested in art, they could see the relevance of environmental science. You know, it's much, much more practically learned. It is not like a theory too much. You have a bit of theory, a bit of lecture, and then... Consciously, the design pros, the, the the curriculum, the design curriculum teaches you about humanities in a way that is relating to science, for example. So when you talk about science in the first degree, like sustainable design or climatic design or environmental science, you look at the sense of it, the sensorial experience of it. It goes back to the human. I mean, there are certain philosophies that are more relevant than other philosophies uh, with science. For example, uh, phenomenology or the sensor, universal design and sensory design, for, for example. And there are also uh, projects that are to do with social science, a project that deals the inquiry on certain issues in society, for example, drug addiction or um, elderly and homeless problems. That could be done in this course, in the first degree, that deals with arts and humanities as well. And some project could start with creative expressions. So we we need to be very good at this in designing the new proposal for an architecture course and not be caught up in the past, be thinking that, assuming that the way we work is going to help. If you're going to produce filmmakers, yes, we are, in the first degree. If we're going to produce filmmakers, researchers, graphic designers, interior designers, artists, and also get a good education, a first degree education for the future architect, then you look at a broad-based education, which is based on arts and humanities rather than science. Then science come in as a minor um, in all this, and then science come as a partner as well, a collaborator with arts and human humanities, giving the springboard for the architect to flourish and be confident enough with his cohorts, with her cohorts, um, who may go off and do other things. Have we got all the ingredients sorted in creating this architecture course in the first degree? So that is the question, that when we look at the curriculum, we don't go back to the past and thinking that we did things right, because evidence shows that we're not doing things right. Um, because... There is still lack of confidence, lack of satisfaction from the first degree curriculum 
in terms of pursuing one's goals and dreams in terms of careers. So, yes, look back into the new proposal for the architecture course in its philosophical nature, in its uh, proper way of actually reviewing it and not just tweaking it. So that's all I have today. Thank you very much for listening.